You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hello guys, the news may be getting slower, but we're continuing on. Welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Use that promo code THPN the next time you use DraftKings Sportsbook. Today, we are joined by the same as always, James and Chris, and we all have our chips, although I'm the only one that's out because I don't have Pringles. I have instead, so you know. It is what it is. How's it going, guys? Y'all doing okay? It's going great. It is not slow. The news is as vibrant as ever. Um, Pack show. Uh, stuff's happening. Hockey's happening. Uh, like like my girlfriend Elizabeth always says, hockey season is never over. So we're talking about some hockey, and then we're going to talk about some salads. Ain't that the truth? I love the fact that hockey is never over. Although, especially I think this year, it's more so than any year, just because of uh, I think COVID's kind of screwed everything up. Still, I mean, we're we're still feeling the effects of COVID. Is that a fake uh, soda right there that you got there, Chris? Is it a Shasta? Uh, what is that? This is a I got, I got Shasta original Tiki Punch. I got the right. Fake in one. this economy, <laughs> in this economy, we cannot be worried about name brand. So, I mean, have you seen the gas prices, Ryan? They're high. Yeah, uh, they're going it's down, awful. guys. Going no, it's down. still going all up, eating, Ryan. All I'm eating is rice and pasta. That's all I can afford right now. Okay, but that's not so, because of the. I'm in it's not because of you the, know I mean, how much in the hole I am. Kid. I am so much in the hole. <laughs> I, I, I'm still blaming the economy. The government gives me money for food, and the, the money they give me for food is enough to buy meat. My, my protein <laughs> is beans. You know how many beans I eat? Peanut Too butter. Much. Beans and almonds. Throw back to last episode. <laughs> uh, throw back to last episode, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how y'all's life has been the past week and a half, but uh, for those of you who are, uh, you know, Texas and your band people, you understand what I'm talking about, but my job has been absolutely insane the past week and a half with uh, starting up with uh, marching band and all sorts of other stuff. Actually, I think uh, now that I think about it, a couple of kids uh, even told me, oh, it's your podcast tonight. And I was just like, yeah, it's live at 1015. So nope. we'll, we'll see if they actually show up in yeah, the chat comment. box over here. Dare you. Yeah, comment and let us know where you are. Okay, Cooper, you don't count. <laughs> but he technically he's i guess he does you know do marching band right now but whatever so yeah whatever. okay anyway guys um we have got a lot of stuff uh to talk about despite what i said of the news slowing down it is slowing down but uh there's some stuff coming up that is really exciting um you've got the world juniors coming up here soon uh which i'm actually really looking forward to because it's at a time that it's not normally normally it's like around christmas time and stuff like that and it's actually 
uh, here in August uh, this year because it was originally uh, back in you know last December, and then they just canceled it because there was so much stuff going on. So, but uh, we got that to talk about a little bit, which we may br- briefly mention. Uh, we got obviously the big news when it comes to Stars fans is John Klingberg and where he's gone. Uh, we'll take a look at a couple of unsigned uh, UFAs that are still on the market, including Nazem Kadri. And then uh, we'll do some salad talk as well. So maybe and, look at and, our RFAs too. I mean, yeah, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit too. I, I I was kind of including that in the UFA discussion too. But um, right. anyways, where where do y'all want to start with t- tonight? I, we don't really have a certain spot. I want to start with the big one. I mean, the big news of the of the week was the Klinger signing. Signs for one year, seven million in Anaheim. Uh. Much worse team than Dallas, but he'll have a bigger impact. Um, but even bigger news than him just signing is uh, rumors that he turned down earlier in the year a eight-year contract for $7 million average annual value. And he goes to Anaheim and takes one year at $7 million. So he got some bad advice from his, uh, from his uh, manager, probably. And... That probably led to him being fired last week. That, like we talked about, I mean, pr- pretty nuts stuff. He he really screwed the free agency on that one, and really his agent is more more to blame than anybody. Well, and it really sucks for him because uh, obviously he and his agent both, or maybe it was just his agent, completely misplayed uh, what they thought he could get on the open market. And I, I'm, I mean, if they turn down a eight by seven, so eight years for 7 million per, they obviously thought that, I mean, I mean, if 7.5 is out there, if I'm John Klingberg, I'm still taking the seven from Dallas. Even if the highest you're going to get is 7.5. So obviously he thought that there was going to be uh, an $8 million offer or eight and a half million dollar offer. And, and that whole situation with his agent was really awkward, too, because while that whole situation is going on, he's also, you know, in the process of getting married, right? So he has the wedding. His his former agent is at that wedding. And then after the wedding, like a couple of days later, that's when he fires his agent. And then his he gets a new a, one and signs in Anaheim. His agent is like a, a friend. Like they know each other and like each other and it's are friendly together. He, it's not just an agent. Like it's more than that. And so to, to make him fire somebody that he really likes as a person, he had to really screw up, which he did, obviously. I mean, and also just to get into another topic, like we talked about it before last season started, how it's the last year of UFA for Klinger. If he wants a big contract, he's going to have to play good. He didn't, he didn't play I mean, good. that shot his value down a lot. If he had a good season last year, 10 plus goals, probably closer to 20. We're probably looking at an eight and a half million dollar contract for Klinger. But I mean, he, he played bad. He wasn't good enough last year. Well, and, and one of the glaring things, and, and again, we always talk about this stat that we hate it, but it's, it is glaring because it is glaring. He was a minus 28 this season, which Dunstan. for on a, on a quote unquote <laughs> defensive team as we are, uh, yeah, that's really bad. On, and it was the worst on the team. I mean, right. plus minus doesn't tell you that much, but when it's the worst and best on a team, it, it shows a lot more. 
Well, and Disagree. we know better. We know better. The number than alone most. means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we know better than most people. Be you know, I'm when I say most people, I'm saying we as Stars fans. Stars fans know better than everybody outside of Dallas because they saw him play every day, right? Yeah. They they saw him play every game, and you know, I love John Klingberg. He, I, I do, but he did not play as well the last. I would maybe even the last two years where he, he just didn't play at the same level that he did, you know, in the middle of that contract when he was like, you know, 26, 27, when he, when he was kind of in the prime of his career. So it, it's just really unfortunate for him. And what's even worse for him now is that he had to fire his agent who he was obviously really close to if the agent was at his wedding. And now he has to go through this whole, you know, situation again next off season no matter what happens, whether he gets, you know, plays really well in Anaheim, gets dealt at the trade deadline to a contender maybe or something like that. And it just sucks that he has to go through all of this all over again next offseason. And the worst thing about it is, is that, you know, 30, which is how old he will be, is looks a lot worse than 29 does, in my opinion. What, what, do, you, what do you all think about that? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just a crappy situation all around because – he definitely deserves to be paid. He was underpaid the entire time he was in Dallas, and he did it on purpose so that did, to try and make the team better. And the eight by seven, it, it's a good contract, and it sucks that his agent pushed that hard for that extra million. It, to me, if he wasn't taking seven and wanted eight, that means he felt like he was going to get eight and a half on open market, which eight, eight and a half for eight for seven years since he can't sign an eight year. But that's crazy. To be that wrong, that's criminal. I mean, he got screwed by his agent, honestly, in my opinion. And I, I agree with you, Ryan. I love John Klingberg. If we can find a way to bring him back next year, I would I would be so happy. <laughs> I really would. And, I mean, we, we still uh, – when we played street hockey, every time we, uh, we took a shot that was like – a ridiculously far away we always just scream Klingberg because when he was a rookie that was one of the first three goals that he scored he scored from behind the blue line just taking a slap shot at the net so very fond memories of Klingberg he's like the first rookie that I watched rise into a, a star as a hockey fan so I, I I was more emotional about losing him than I thought I was going to be so <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I wish him all the best though. He deserves to get paid and you'll have a good season next year and I think he'll get paid. Yeah. You Despite know, the thirty I, age. I, I'm kinda with Chris on that part too. I really do think Klingberg's a lot better than people give him credit for and he's re- he's really oh, yeah. gonna and he's really gonna shine on that Anaheim team too. So yeah. I mean yeah, and it, with, him with Zegris is gonna be fun. And uh, it, it also makes a lot of sense for him, for Anaheim too, because they needed to hit the cap floor. And with the $7 million, you know, Klingberg deal, they hit the cap floor. That's exactly what they wanted to get. Well, so, and that team for being at the cap floor is not, not bad. a bad team. They're, they're, they're not a playoff team. Let's just say that straight out. If they have a good year, you don't this, know, man. This I coming mean, from were... the guy that says Calgary is not a playoff team. Okay. The, the scary That's thing the... is, though, like <laughs> Anna, Anaheim was sitting in a in a playoff spot up until December. Okay, but then they went and With sold no everybody Klingberg. at the deadline. Hampus Lindholm. They sold uh, Ricard Raquel. I mean, Jakob Silverberg apparently was on his way out too. Uh, Ryan Getzlaff is gone just, now. So it, it 
if they have a good start to the year, they could just do the total reverse. So I feel like if they if they were trying to make the playoffs right now and were at the cap, they would. I think with what they have. So we'll we'll see if uh, they're good enough to force management's hand. Um, two and Ardell always has some good points, so I'm gonna go ahead and put him out. Here's here's another one: is the, the fact that in the playoff games he was. He, he was memorable in the series against Calgary, but for the wrong reason and not for the way that we want Klingberg to be memorable. It's the fact that he had one point twenty six penalty minutes in seven playoff games. He kept getting in fights with Matthew Kachuk. I mean, go yeah. figure. I, I mean, that's that's true, but also, I mean, if he's taking Matthew Kachuk out with him, I'm, I don't mind those penalty minutes. <laughs> I'm kind of fine with it. <laughs> that's no, a good I'm trade. Not. <laughs> I, I wasn't because it's a defenseman for a forward and, and still, but... Whatever, Kachuk. That, that could take. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about the, that, the dude that the Panthers just gave up everything for. So, for real, literally everything. Like the guy who got second in heart voting. So, and then his, his uh, Ardell's second comment that he makes here: that fifty-six million may end up a blessing that he didn't accept the offer, and it it, it completely depends on how this year goes, right? Because you know. We signed John Klingberg to that eight by seven and he accepts it. And we signed that extension. We don't go out and get Mason Marchment and Colin Miller. Like they, those signings just don't happen. They, they don't exist. They don't happen. And yeah, I think that's the point he's making. I think he's saying if we did sign Klinger over the off season, the additions on the offensive side, aren't going to be there. So, but, but it might be true for Klingberg as well. I mean, if Klingberg goes to Anaheim and has a great year, the cap's going to go up here pretty soon. He's going to get a lot of money. So we could see it both ways. It could be both good for both parties, but right now it sucks. <laughs> well, there's no way that he's going to get eight years at this point. I, I think he will be lucky if he gets six, in my opinion. Like it, uh, next off season, I think I will be very shocked if he gets six. And I know some people will point to uh, to uh, Pittsburgh, Chris Letang, the guy who's like 36 years of age. He's going to be 42 when the time he, he, that contract is up. But Chris Letang is not John Klingberg. Chris Letang is a better defenseman than John Klingberg, in my opinion. Well, Ryan Suter got a five-year, so Klingberg can get yeah. a good luck. <laughs> was it five years? Was it really? I thought it was uh-huh. three or four. I thought it was four. I thought it, it was four. four. It's four. Either way. So. But, um, four is almost five. We got a round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> round to the middle of a number. Cat-friendly rounds to the nearest five, so. Oh goodness! Oh man. Okay. Well, um, uh, what next? We you want we want to talk about RFA's real quick? Yeah, I mean Robertson. It, Robertson, Robertson and Auditor are still Auditor. not signed. I mean, it, it, we at least I thought when the offseason started, I was just like, oh, that's a given. We're just gonna sign them. It'll be fine. We're having issues. I mean, something's happening <laughs> if it's taking this long. Honestly, in my opinion, so. I don't know what's going on. What, what what do you think, Ryan? I think you have a the best grasp on a situation like this. So interested to hear what you think about it. I'm not worried about it at all. I'm really not. Um, the worst that could happen, and I've I, I've I've can only think of one instance where this happened was with uh, William Nylander a couple of years ago when he signed his contract in Toronto. He literally waited until the day before. Uh, you know, before he could play the season. So the rule is with RFAs, 
is that they have to be signed before December 1st in order to participate in that season, right? Um, but again, that it, it's extremely rare that a, a player holds out like that or even a team holds out like that. So it, it's not going to happen. They will both be signed by training camp, and I'm not worried about it at all. Question number two, is there enough space? Yes. I mean, what we're talking about right now is on the high end, Robertson's looking at eight by eight, right? Mm -hmm. If we're giving him a long term. Yeah. If we're giving giving Otter a long term, what are we looking at? Four or five? I'm not not a mathematician, but. So here's what you look at. If, If you're the agent for either one of these guys, you're looking at what the player wants okay does the player want stability or does he want to cash in and get the most cash as possible and i mean i don't know which which way they will go uh we will find out you know by the contracts that they sign but if i'm the agent and and jason robertson comes to me and he says i want to get as much money as possible you sign a bridge deal so three four years that's what you do and it the will cap's be shoot up in a few years. That's exactly the point right there. Cause you, you do it based off of a lot of GMs nowadays are not even looking necessarily at the amount of money that they make. It's, it's more about percentage of the cap, right? Yeah. Okay. So if the percentage of the cap is going to go up in a couple, it, you know, your percentage may be the same as like, say Jason Robertson has the same uh, cap percentage as Kirill Kaprizov. All right. Just to, lump those two guys in again like they always have been yeah they love that but and i'm sure that i'm sure they both love that but <laughs> let's just say that karel kaprizov is worth 10 percent of the cap right okay so he's worth 8 million 8.2 million dollars something like that okay well if that raises to you know 94 million in the next couple of years or something like that which it's projected to do jason robertson if he just takes like a seven year, a seven million dollar deal for three years, he could really cash in and get like a nine and a half million dollar deal for the same cap percentage, just because of the fact that the cap is going to go up in a couple of years. So it, it really that's just risky, depends though, on what they you're want. Betting on yourself, right? That's exactly right. You're betting on yourself. Which I mean, if you're Jason Robertson, look at what you've done. You're two you're years, a point right. per game player in and within two years. Yeah, and I I think that's more than capable of being able to bet on yourself. And I agree, but I feel like if it's taking this long, I think neither of those guys want that. I think they are both looking for the long term deal, and I think Robo's looking for eight, and I feel like Otter's looking for five, and they're both looking for six plus years. So I I feel like that's what's taking the longest time right now. Um. I don't remember them filing for arbitration, right? So neither one of them have. Yeah. Neither one of them have arbitration rights. So, so they, they will not be going to arbitration either one of them. So that's just the thing. Okay. So either way, technically we have until December, whatever you said fourth, I think, but we want them to play the start of the season and we want them to be at camps and stuff too so i don't i don't want this to extend farther than it needs to the other last question kind of i have on the topic is robertson was in trade talks a lot with the kachuk situation going on is that still possibly a thing like is it to the point where we can't find a deal with robo we're gonna go get somebody else who's cheaper 
and then sign somebody or something like that. Because there's still some free agents on the market too, like we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Yeah, and I, I, I think you just need to tap the brakes a little bit on that. I, I know it's really late, but, but think about it this way. It's still over a month before we even get close to, uh, to training camp. So I, I, and, and there are, there has even been instances where, you know, RFAs haven't shown up to, to, to training camp and they sign literally like two days before the season starts. That's I've seen that before too. So, uh, and, and I, I think I can speak for a lot of people and kind of, you know, qualm the fears of a lot of stars fans. They will both be signed before the season starts. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat my words, but I'm like 99% positive in the fact that they will both be signed by the time the season starts. Training camp may be a different story. Every day that it gets closer, there's like a ball of tension inside of me that grows with every passing hour. Yeah, (laughs) I think all Stars fans kind of feel like that right now, especially with all the the crazy trades that kind of went on in the offseason is like, Everything seems kind of possible right now. So, and and then final final question: There hasn't been any offer sheets this year, and the cap is still tight. So that's probably not likely, correct? At this point, I would say it's very unlikely, unless one of these teams with a crap ton of cap space, like Anaheim, uh, Buffalo. Uh, I think Ottawa may have a little bit, but I'm not quite sure how much they have. Uh, unless they decide to to go Rambo and just you know nuclear then, option everything yeah. at that point so, that's insane thing to do for a team that's trying to get a draft pick so right exactly um but well let me let me put this up here because th- there there's still a lot of guys that still need to be signed that are are rfas okay the reason why we're worried is jason robertson if you go by points of the remaining rfas that are still available he is the highest and i mean that's just he's the highest he's he was the highest Highest one so far. But there's still a lot of good players on this list that are still not signed by their teams. Uh, you've got Noah Dobson, who 13 goals, 38 assists, 51 points as a defenseman, and he's 22, still hasn't signed. Um, Pavel Zaka, who just got traded to Boston, still hasn't signed. Um, you got Lawson Krauss, uh, Martin Natchez, uh, Nicholas Roy, um, Kirby Dock, who was just traded to Montreal, um, Jakob Trennan. I mean, I mean, there's still a lot of guys. I mean, Rasmus Sandin, that's another big one uh, for Toronto. Um, there's still a lot of guys out there that are still unsigned. And yes, they may not be at the same level as Jason Robertson, but I would put Noah Dobson up there as well as important RFAs that still haven't been signed. Noah Dobson is definitely up there. So don't don't worry. I, I'm, I'm serious. Seriously, don't worry about the fact that either one of these guys are not signed. Um. But, you know, the the further I, I think about this, um, I think both of them are probably going to end up taking uh, taking bridge deals. And, I mean, they're still going to be expensive bridge deals, uh, in my opinion, more than normal. Like, I think, like, Rope took, like, three and a half or something like that, which is a steal. What a saint. Uh, well, it, was, it was one <laughs> year. He, he, he had only broken out for one year, so he had – when your track record robo has two already. So yeah, and, and, and was, that's different. Yeah. And he was the, our best player by a long shot. Yeah. And, and, and Robertson as a 40 goal scorer, he's, he, he's going to get paid. And he said, I mean, yeah. and it, it also just makes sense with the cap, honestly, and, because to make it work. And that's another thing that like we, we 
is really important when you mention Jacob Robertson is he had 40 goals. We haven't seen a 40 goal season for quite a long time now. Like, so he, he really is like, he's, he's going to cost more to us than maybe someone else might think. Yep. Uh, moving on. I have a surprise topic for y'all that I didn't really plan beforehand. Oh, those are always the funnest though. Tyler Sagan is a word. Tyler Sagan is the highest paid player in the NHL this season by salary. I think it's 14 million. It's 13, 13. 13. That's crazy. Along with that, uh, our owner Gagliardi kind of called out, kind of didn't, uh, he was just in an interview, and he was asked about Ben it, and Sagan. It got blown out of proportion a little it bit. It got blown way out of proportion. He said they have to be better. Duh. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I like, yes, he has Duh. to be better. Um, but, yeah, the, I, I think uh, this is kind of going to lead into the next segment that I did bring up with y'all. But th- those guys absolutely have to get better. They have to score more goals. Jamie Ben needs to find a way to produce something offensively. I mean, it's completely gone. Like, totally. We think Sagan is on the right track. He's he's got to stay healthy, obviously. I think he's gonna have a quote unquote breakout season again because oh, I mean, yeah, two years season. ago he was hurt. Last bounce year back. he's trying. Go. Maybe that's yeah, that's the right word. Thank you, James. A bounce back season, and I wouldn't even necessarily say a bounce back season because he didn't have a terrible season by for most how much players. He's paid, it's bad. It was yes, yeah, bad. okay, yeah. So for most players, he. He did not have a bad season, but yes, because of how much how much percentage of the cap he takes up, which is like ten percent, yes, he gets way overpaid. So, I mean, what's your expectation from him then? Because uh, I mean, because you have you have to look Less at it assists, both more ways. More goals. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Ardell. Ardell puts in the comments thirty goals. Pencil it in. I I like that. That's what I'm looking at for a second. He needs to have over thirty goals, and he he needs to center a good line, a good strong second line. That's really what we need. Um, for for Ben, my expectation is much lower. <laughs> I we just need him to be a physical presence and to lead as a captain. I'll take yeah. that from Ben. I mean, I hit, think hit, I don't know yeah, what happened, 50, but his 60 skating... points again, and yeah. and I'll be happy with Ben as long as he keeps it right there. If he drops below what he did this season, it would it would be the worst thing that we could hope for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, he just doesn't even. He doesn't look like he has an offensive impact at all anymore, really, which is crazy how quickly it dropped off. But still, we just need a little bit of help from him. We need a lot more from Sagan, I think, especially with him being the highest paid player. Earlier, I saw an article saying that Sagan's contract is the worst contract in the NHL. That's a stretch. I mean, he got injured. He he couldn't walk. (laughs) There was a portion of time where he couldn't walk. So... It's a bad contract because he couldn't play and got totally injured crazily. So I agree with y'all. Sagan's looking at a bounce back year. And one of the reasons for that is I, I feel like Pete DeBoer is going to flip this team totally on its head. I hope I so. Mean, <laughs> my expectation for the way this team is going to play hockey is complete 180 degree flip. I think it's going to be all offense, go, 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 four check. And hold on, Otter, do your best. <laughs> I think that's what we're looking at right now. And the crazy thing with Otter is if we put Otter in that situation, I feel like he would do so well. Because yeah, every I mean, time that every time series. that he's that's exactly yeah. what he was doing. 
and and it's and it was Wedgwood in two, the, actually Wedgwood two. Yeah, Wedgwood he, 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 over forty saves, he does, right? <laughs> he does good in those games too. It's 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 crazy to think how our goaltenders match up in those games specifically, and if they can do that for an expend, extended period of time, which is really the question, can you do it for forty games, fifty games out of a season? So, and if you can, then goodness, that's a scary team. <laughs> So, so give me a hot take when it and involve Pete DeBoer in this somehow. Give me a hot take on what you think the Dallas Stars are going to do this season. With DeBoer's offensive scheme, we are going to have three forty goal scorers. That's oh, a good hot, okay. That's a good hot take. Okay, I mean you can at least pencil in one. I would think. Yeah, obviously, I, mean, I guess getting it for sure. I Ropey, think Ropey's I guess? got a good bounce back. I'm putting Sagan in for the third. Okay, one. you said okay. hot take, so I'm you did. Say, I did say hot take. Um, James, what, what what do you think? What if you had to include a hot take in in you know with the stars under the Pete DeBoer system? What, what's a hot take you can throw out there? Uh, I don't know. A, a defenseman hitting twenty goals. Mira <laughs> <laughs> Haskinen. <laughs> I no, think Haskinen can get thirty. No, it's going to be Essa. It's going to be Essa Lindell. Essa Lindell get thirty goals. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's what, real quick? What's yours, Ryan? Hot take for DeBoer system. I think that the Stars as a team are going to finish top ten in the league when it comes to scoring. Okay, when it comes to scoring, and yeah. I I don't even think I, that's really we that much of a hot take. Yeah, we weren't that far off last year with what we thought was a terrible offense. <laughs> yeah, we were. It, it were was we? just our Low defense teams? sucked too. We, I think we, we were, were like 18th in both yeah, offense I, and defense. Well, and some. Yeah, I, I want to say 18th. Yeah, 18 sounds right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Ardell brought up a good point that I want to talk about. Uh, Gurionov has a good chance of having a bounce back in a DeBoer system. Uh, there was obviously something going on between him and Bones. I mean. He's the only player that got punished in that way on the entire Multiple team. Times. Yeah. I don't think there yeah. was anything between them. I I, I just I, think there, that Garyanov no didn't like playing mind. under Bones is, is my only thing. That's he didn't something like no doubt in my mind. mind. <laughs> yeah, no doubt in my mind that there was beef between those two guys. Somehow, <laughs> some way. Yeah, there there was something going on. But I, I think Garyanov is going to get uh, more trust. He's going to be given more chances, which he deserves if he can outscore them. And, and that's what it is to me. Like, there are players that aren't good defensively. That's fine. If you can outscore your problems, who cares? In this NHL, who cares? But he's not given the chance to do that under the bone system. So with DeBoer coming in, hopefully that's a clean slate. You can figure it out, and we get him another good contract next year instead of what he has right now. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. 
I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, honestly, with him, uh, I, what I really think would be best for him to get him going is to put him on the power play. And oh, not yeah. freaking Radulov. Oh, I just opened a bag of worms. I just opened a bag of worms. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the fact he's not on power play last year still blows my mind. That was one of the most frustrating things in the entire world. But yes, he's absolutely on the power play. If he's not yep. on the power play, it's criminal. The, First I thing DeBoer should do is go an episode of the power play, and yes, he's on the it, boards. Yes, and, and, and instead of Mirror Haskinen, Mirror Haskinen needs the quarterback yes. to power play, and Garyanov needs to be on the half wall taking a well, shot. One more thing I want to talk about on the power play is uh, with, with uh, so we've officially lost Klingberg now. I think Miro is playing all two minutes of the power play. Agree? Disagree? Disagree. Disagree. I, he, he, I think I, play him, we play him too much as is. Honestly, he plays all the time on the on the penalty kill. Like he yeah. is like the man. I mean, Essa still plays a lot too, but Haka it's Patu. pretty much Haka Haka Pop plays, plays a lot too. A but lot you're playing on the penalty kill. Yeah, but with, I mean, yeah. Go, with, go ahead, Chris. With Klingberg gone, his time on—he's going to be top ten time on ice this season. He already was, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. I think he was in top twenty, but Maybe. he's top ten, if not top five, this year. And I think he absolutely should play both lines of the power play. You could do Essa. He he did show that he was okay on that at times. Whenever I mean, honestly, uh, I, no, no, no. Okay, I'm no, throwing. Y'all are- I'm throwing no. Suter back there, okay? No, for no, the y'all second are both power wrong. play. The second no, power play unit. Because the only reason why is because Suter was was the only defenseman who found a way to score last year on the power play. Okay, All that's that, that's point. fair. Okay, that's a, that's a fair because you backed it up with stats. But the 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 th- here's what you do. Essa needs to be in front of the net. That's what he does best when he's on the power play, and that's what the stars have used him for in the past. Chris, it has been a thing. Go and look it up. You don't put a defenseman in front of the net. You put we might have done it, but that's he stupid. did well. But okay, it, that's the, beside the you point. know who should He's... be in front of the net is Jamie Benn and Joe Pavelski. Oh, I agree as well with that as well. Okay, but if you're going to use Esselindel, that's where you put him. But he he shouldn't be there because you need to be saving him for the penalty kill. For it, the, both of y'all haven't talked about Thomas Harley. Give a minute and a half or a minute and fifteen to Mira Haskinen. But if we're talking about giving young players a chance, you need to give Thomas Harley a chance. That's where he excels. The and I know is- he's only 21 I, or 20, 20, 21, whatever. He, but at least give him a chance and at least start off with him on the, the second power play unit and give him a shot before you just say, oh, well, we're going to throw it to the old guy who we think uh, may score enough goals to, to, to keep it going for us on the power play. And as much as last... I love Suter here, this that, that's I don't agree with that. Harley needs to be on the second power play unit. The problem is last year, that was supposed to be his year. I mean, everyone was saying Harley was was breaking out, yeah. and I stuck my neck out for him before the season started, and he started on the Stars. He started in the NHL and sucked it up. He was terrible. Yeah. So 
He's under a new system with he had another system. He had another chance the second half of the season and he was still Yeah. And he was better but still not great. Yeah, and and in the second half I still feel like Hanley kinda matched him even. And we've had Hanley for a really long time. Hanley overplayed. He 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 played better than did, but but Hanley still, I mean if you're if you're saying you're you gotta like have a breakout se- you're gonna have a breakout season this season you gotta you gotta play better than at least the dude who's been our seventh defenseman for like what seems like eons now. <laughs> it's been three years, I think, right? At least it's maybe? been a while. At for least a two. At least two. For a seventh defenseman, it's been quite a while. Well, and we're gonna be Either landing way, on him a lot more next year. That's what I was about to say. Harley is going to be getting a, a full chance, and yeah. if he doesn't make do, we're he's just going to screw the whole team because we're really leaning on that of him being ready to go right now. So, well, and, and uh, that's why we also went out and got Will Butcher, you know, just as a depth thing, just, just in case in something case. <laughs> crazy happens. And he 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 does not. He is nowhere near as good as Thomas Harley. Let's just say that right off the bat. He does not have the talent that Thomas Harley has. He shouldn't be. Yes, he shouldn't be. He, shouldn't he should be. not be playing. Harley should be playing. But if if Butcher is playing, then something is going wrong with the Stars decor. So that's that that's that though. Um well, how do we get on this? We just went whoosh. Yeah, I, I took I, took, I took it all over the place, man. <laughs> hey, that, that's okay. Let's bring it. Let's bring you it. You know, back wait, 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 wait. I got one more thing because we I meant to talk about it last time and I completely forgot. We need to talk about it because this is important. Um, two new inductees into the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame, and we did not talk about it, and I can't believe we've I forgot about it. But uh, Darian Hatcher joins uh, the list in the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame along with a builder in Bob Gainey, who is one of the greatest hockey minds of all time. So just congratulations to both of those guys, you know, Darian Hatcher for being uh, the first American born captain to raise the cup, Uh, Bob Gainey for putting together the team that he did with the stars and also being the coach for a period of time too, before he took a back seat and let Ken Hitchcock take over. But uh, still both guys that, you know, truly deserve this honor. And I called it Darian Hatcher sets the pace for, the player side of the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame. I still think he deserves to be in the rafters, but alas, it is not so. Yeah, I'm I'm still a little surprised that Morrow is, and maybe it, it just needs to be given a little bit more time, but Morrow was a big part for a long time. That That's one that's of the reasons why one. I that's can't so say if Ben or Sagan is going to be in the rafters. Morrow didn't win a cup. You really got to win a cup to solidify it. Yeah, you're right. Because the furthest that that team got was the Western Conference Final in 2008. And that was with uh, him and Ribeiro and uh, Robodaw, you know, uh, Lettinen, uh, Kari Lettinen. But I'm yeah. not at my normal spot, and I left my charger, so I'll be right back. Y'all keep talking about old the old times, the good the good old days. <laughs> the old I don't know. I can't talk about this. I'll be back in five minutes. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh no! Oh, Chris ditched you. Is he gonna? Is he gonna show up behind you in a second, James? Is that nah, where Chris Charger it's, is? It's it's in the other room. It's in the other room over there. <laughs> well, anyway, let, let's go ahead and get into uh, while he's gone some of the unrestricted free agents because he he wouldn't want to talk about as much about this anyways. So, anyways, yeah. Last topic on that. Congratulations to Darian Hatcher and Bob Gain. That very well deserved, guys. 
Um, there's still some big names uh, that are on this free agent list that I, I'm still kind of surprised are not signed yet. And uh, there's one team in particular that I want to talk about here in a second, James. But uh, obviously the big one is Nazem Kadri. And uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to rumors, but apparently there is a deal in place with the New York Islanders. I don't know if, if that's true or not, but it looks like that uh, Nazem Kadri will be headed to uh, the New York Islanders, but they have to make some cap work and you know make a move before they can actually do anything. So uh, we'll we'll have to see if he gets uh, you know picked picked up by the New York Islanders, but we'll see. Um, crazy what would for you? Kadri. I mean, the whole situation with Kadri is crazy right now. I mean, one of the, one of the best players and one of the best forwards in the league, and he's still not signed. Definitely the best one available right now. It's weird for that to take so long, in my opinion, but. And, and we were just talking this season. Yeah, we were just talking about that, but uh, we, we think that there is a deal in place with the Islanders, and the yeah, Islanders ha- just haven't made a move yet. I, I think that there's a verbal agreement between the two parties, between uh, Cadre's camp and between uh, Lou Lamorello, the GM of the New York Islanders. Yeah. But uh, I just don't think there's they they can sign it yet because then they'd be over the cap, over a certain percentage yeah. or whatever. So. Um, if he does sign there, what do you think that he gets? Because, I mean, think about this. I mean, this guy, he had a career year. He won the Stanley Cup, 87 points. So he was more than a point-per-game player. He was 1.23 per game, actually. But he's 31. Does he get an eight-year deal? Yeah. You think so? Well, he's not because he's going to a different team, so he's getting a seven-year deal. Okay, okay, so seven-year deal. Excuse (laughs) me. Dang it. (laughs) My question was stupid right off the bat. Whatever. Do you think he gets a seven-year deal? Yeah, I think he can if he wants it, but d- does he want it is the other question. We Everyone's yeah. talking about how the cap is going to jump. So, we'll at, his age, at his age, I don't think that he can, he can take advantage of that, if that makes any sense. Because in three or four years, he's 34 or 35. I, I don't think he gets paid. I, mean, and it, it, I, I really Joe don't Pavelski think he does. And... Joe Pavelski took a pay cut for us. He took a million yeah, and a th- half pay th- cut th- for this us. time. But like when we first signed him, it was a pretty, pretty good deal. So, but yeah, but again, it was a guy who almost scored forty goals for the for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So yeah, fair. Anyways, um, there's still some big names out here. Um, uh, and here's the team I want to talk about is the Boston Bruins. Um, I don't know if you guys watch the the power rankings video that the hockey guy did. Did y'all get a chance to watch? I actually did watch his most recent one. And he dropped them 14 places, 14 places from where they ended the season. I think they were 11th and now he's got them at 25th. And the reason being is because they still do not have Patrice Bergeron signed. And they also don't seem to have a second line, a second line center, which uh, apparently David Krejci is coming back as well. So I mean, it, it should should Boston Bruins fans be scared that you know Bergeron is still not signed? Because I would be. This is a totally different yeah. situation than Robertson and Ottinger. Totally different situation. It's so weird because it it feels like Bergeron is an RFA, but he's a UFA, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, the dude is thirty six. Yeah, it, it feels like he's restricted. <laughs> like who's gonna sign Bergeron? He's been on he's been on the bees forever. So. Weird situation, and I haven't heard him of any talks with any other teams. So, super weird. This has been a weird year for signings, in my opinion, overall. He has said, in general. 
Yes, that's true too. Um, he has said that he is not going to sign anywhere else except for Boston. If he does resign. Oh, so he is an RFA. <laughs> Pretty much. Quit. He'd, be like, he'd be like, I'm done. He's a restricted, unrestricted free agent, if that makes any sense. But anyways, um, <laughs> there are still some other guys out here that are, you know, on the older side, but they're still, you know, they're still pretty good. Um, you got Phil Kessel, 52 points. He didn't have, he's not a goal scorer anymore, but still 44 assists on a really crappy uh, Arizona Coyotes team. That's not bad. Um, you still got Paul Stadsny, uh, 45 points in 71 games. He's 36 years of age. He was on a Winnipeg Jets team that was meh, that definitely underperformed. Um, and then you've got some young guys on here that are that I'm kind of really shocked are not signed, like Sonny Milano, the guy who scored the uh, that helped score the Trevor Zegers goal that went viral for weeks after after that. Um, you've still got Sam Steele, you still got Jonathan Dolan, who are both both there as well. So. I mean, there's still just a lot of UFAs out there that still have not yet been signed. Weird year. That's all I got to say. And it feels like people are out of space, too. Like, where are these guys going to go? Like, even they're the Islanders going. are... Yeah. They're, they're all going to the Ducks. <laughs> they're all going to the Ducks or the, or the Yotes just to get some money. But, yeah, the, the cap is tight right now. So... So I think that's why it's so strange this year is because there's no space. Here's another one I'm kind of surprised that hasn't signed anywhere just because name recognition is P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban still has, not. does not have a new team. He's old. He, he's old. <laughs> he hasn't he's, had a good year in, what, four three, years? Three, four years, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I understand that, but here, here's the deal. The circus everywhere he plays. So here, here's the deal. He he's still a right-handed defenseman, and he's younger than freaking uh, Ryan Suter. He's 33. It's not like he's like ancient agent. I mean, for so a defenseman that bad, pretty ancient. <laughs> I if the Stars could get him for like two million dollars, I would shut up. Mind it. No, I really wouldn't. I would mind it so much. You would mind it so much. I, I, I want to pay my two million player. I don't want to pay two million for a player. We're gonna try to send down to the minors. That's what's gonna happen. I agree. <laughs> Harley would beat him easily. Harley How about a five million dollar deal for Antoine Roussel? Perfect. I'll take it. <laughs> what about a six million dollar deal six? for? Uh, <laughs> what about a six million dollar deal for Alex Chason? Ew. Or how about? Uh, oh, where where is he? Where did he pretty go? Let's give Louis Erickson. Yeah, Louis Erickson. $8 million <laughs> for Louis. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's funny. Another player that's still on this list, Michael Roffel. He's still not signed yep. either. So right. there, there, there's a lot of guys. When he got it. <laughs> I still yeah. think he wasn't going to – I still think he wasn't going to sign. I think he was I, – I heard something he was going to Europe. And I, and I never got confirmed. But whatever. Yep. It's possible. It's very possible. So – Okay, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, and I think we'll get into our Who Cares segment. Um, uh, Logan Stankoven. Uh, he, he will be going and participating in the World Juniors as a member of Team Canada. So that's really exciting to, to see him do that. Uh, if you want to watch it, it's on NHL Network, and it's only on NHL Network. So, you know, it's we'll, see, we'll, we'll see if we can find ways to, to watch it, but we'll see. But... Um, there was also another part uh, 
that I wanted to talk about was, uh, did y'all see the thing about uh, our first round pick from this year? I did. He did not report to World Juniors camp for Switzerland. And apparently the Stars management is not very happy about that. But it, do you blame him or do you think he should have gone? Because I, I, I don't know how I feel about it right now. I don't think it's as big a deal as the hockey world thinks it is. Because yeah. the World Juniors for hockey is like, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be on a World Juniors team and to compete for your country. And yeah, but it that. shouldn't even be happening right now, technically speaking. Yeah, technically, this should have happened last right December. Now. It's a weird time. He probably already had plans probably a year in advance with the type of schedule he probably has. And how much are you really gaining from the World Juniors? Especially I for mean, him, too, though. He plays in a men's league. Yeah. He doesn't play in a junior league with other people around his age. He plays with people who who are old enough to be in the NHL. Yeah. D- Development-wise, I don't think it's a huge deal, honestly. I really don't. But I, I, I can see why people in the hockey world would be upset about that, and I get the optics of it. The optics are not good. It doesn't look good. He, and yeah. he should have he should have talked about it before he just did because it sounds like he just did it and yeah that's not obviously true. there was no communication with that yeah the here's my only thing and I'm and I'm being devil's advocate here a little bit in that I think it would be good for him developmentally because he gets himself in those situations that you rarely get to play in right and I, I know yeah, it's juniors but th- I mean this is well, the biggest though Switzerland? Yes. No, he, he would still be playing still very really he would still be playing very meaningful games. These guys at these tournaments are not playing for money. They're playing for their own country. And so the motivation is there more than, you know, in the, even in the NHL I would think in my own opinion. So I I could see how that situation would be good for him because I mean, you put yourself in a situation like that that gets you ready for, you know, a Stanley Cup final or, you know, game seven of a Stanley Cup final or, you know, game seven of a Western Conference final or whatever. You don't you you really can't practice those situations. You just have to be in them and know what they feel like, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That's a, so that's, that's a fair point. That That's the only thing I can think of in being devil's advocate with this, but in in his defense, he has been extremely busy, and he's had a crazy off season. He's done a, a, a t- playing a ton of hockey already, so I can understand why he would want to just chill out and relax for a little bit too. So, yeah. I, I really don't blame him for it. So, okay, right. anything else? Nope, not hockey wise. Okay, for everyone's favorite segment. Okay. All right. Our who segment or who segment or who, our who segment. cares our who segment or who cares segment for the evening. Chris, take it away. You may introduce it since it was your. Okay. Opinion. This is probably, pr- probably a, a, a section of food that is very undervalued. I would say undervalued and something that a person with a low imagination would not be able to expand upon and to, make creative and to find the delicacies within this category and it is salads stop it james screw you 
<laughs> it is salads. Salads. If you want to get that joke, go to the video. But it's salads. We're doing top three salads. James, what is your number three salad in, in the world? Go. It's fruit salad. Fruit salad. There you go. Fruit, That's a good fruit. start. Good it start, is a good start. of no lettuce. No mm -hmm. lettuce is a good start on the salad segment. And I what? Wanted, it's salad. It is salad. Fruit what? salad is a salad. Yeah. You don't just say fruit. If I said the same thing, y'all would be salad. like, oh, that's not a real salad. You need to no. stupid. No, it's a, what, totally what a real salad. What I the imagination of this segment, Ryan. Come on, Have Ryan. Have some imagination. No lettuce. Oh I love gosh. it, James. It, it, explain why you love fruit salad, please. It's very sweet and tasty, and you can throw lots of stuff in there. Beautiful. All the fruits. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, Ryan, number number three salad. Well, first first of all, we, we probably should explain that Ryan loves salad. And it's actually oh, it's his, his favorite, favorite thing ever. And when we brought up this segment, he was just overjoyed. Let, oh, hold on. Let, let me pull up the, the exact the response text. that he the gave. Text group. Uh, the text so group. So I Go said ahead. what this segment was going to be. Remember, this is like uh, three months ago when we prepare for these things. Um, yeah. <laughs> More like two hours so ago. I, I no, gave the segment, and he said, salads? Really? So, he, my guy was... You could tell he's really excited. My guy was ecstatic. Okay, Ryan. N number three salad. Excited, so. Anyways, anyways, there is a... And, and Chris and James already know where I'm going with this, but when I was little, there was a joke in, in our family that... Uh, you know, I was really serious about eating green things when I was little. And we're talking like, you know, four or five years old, right? And I told mom that I was going to be real serious about eating green things and eat green apples and green grapes, right? That was the green total health. thing that I was going to be real. I was going to start being really healthy. That's the health <laughs> <diet>. green. <laughs> the green stuff, right. And I think it, I think I was maybe 22 when I actually started eating salad. I mean, like truly eating salad. And I think it was Maybe Amanda's. Longer, but yeah, Amanda was. Yeah, Amanda, Amanda forced you to eat salad. She did. I remember that. That was hilarious. And and you know, here's the funny thing: is the first time I remember enjoying salad, I was at Sea World in San Antonio, and I don't know why. That, I don't know why it sticks. It. Mm -hmm. Huh? Wasn't that a few months ago? No, I've been to Sea World a few months ago, but this was like years and okay, years ago, where it was time. me and Amanda. It wasn't a band trip. Okay. So. Okay. You've gone to Sea World before? Okay. We've now <laughs> explained okay. why it's funny. Ryan. Okay. Favorite salad anyway, number three. Anyway, uh, I guess my number three is, have you ever had apple pecan salad before? Ew. Apple pecan? Yes. I actually. think it's pretty okay. good. I think it's actually First pretty good. First objection of the episode. I'm glad it happened with Ryan. That's just poetry. But... <laughs> <laughs> when you What's combine, wrong with apple pecan salad? When you combine lettuce and fruit, that's disgusting. That no, is the worst. Whoever decided no, that summer salads with fruit and lettuce was good is wrong. You no, are I a disagree bad, with you too, no, okay, bad so, person. Now, you let me be honest criticism. on this too. Let me be honest on this too. I don't eat it very often, but I do remember having it in the past and I did enjoy it. So, But there's so many other things I'd rather eat than an apple pecan salad. <laughs> but ever doing my top three salads, that's my number three. Okay, Chris, okay. go ahead. My number three salad is, again, I'm with James on this one. I'm kind of expanding on what is a salad. It still definitely sucks as salad in the name, like with James's. Yep. We're smart. Yep. We're keeping it on the wavelength. My number three salad is 
caprese salad. This is what the is slices of tomato and mozzarella Can you spell that cheese. For me? <laughs> C-A-P-R-E-S-E. He lifted up. <laughs> I had to make sure. I had to make sure. So you got sl- sliced tomato and fresh mozzarella. On top, you put olive oil, basil, and the best way to have it is with balsamic vinaigrette on top as well. That actually does sound pretty good. Boy, howdy. I'll tell you what. If you got crisp tomatoes and squishy, tangy mozzarella, it's the best. It's wonderful. It's amazing. It's a life-altering experience to have such a simple dish just with good ingredients. It's just perfect. It's amazing. And it's fresh, lively, make, makes, you, makes you want to go on a, on a little a little joggy jog. It's great. All right. Joggy jog. <laughs> James, number two. Number two okay. salad. So my number two is a chef's salad. A chef's salad is great. It's a base, pretty basic salad, right? You got you got your lettuce, you got your tomato, you got you got some ham. You got I, I would say ham is a pretty unique addition, though. Yeah, ham's pretty good, and and then you add croutons. But 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 just saying, whatever makes a great salad. If you have a boiled egg in your salad, you know it's a good salad. Then that's all I'm saying. It's you a add, good you put salad. A, you, if you there's a boiled egg, egg salad, with the salad, good. it's a good salad. That's no. facts. That's no. facts. Disgusting. Defining feature of a good salad. Well, no. What dressing goes on the chef's salad, James? What, what Any you dressing you want. What are I you normally picking? choose ranch Just because I'm basic. Ranch, a but sesame, sesame dressing is good, too. Actually. Asian sesame dressing for when he's feeling all unique. All right. Good job, James. Ryan. Number two salad. Give me your number two salad, please. Well, I and I actually had time to think about this because you texted me so quickly, Christian, yeah, about three months this. ago. Yeah, you three, three ago. whole months. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I had three whole months think. to prepare for this. Yeah. Glad. And Ardo kind of stole my number two. My number two is taco salad. I like taco salad. It's it, it's so just it's a good salad. It, it, it's a good it's salad. a good mix of stuff. And what I actually and I'm being for real about this is is because I'm so bad about eating healthy and and stuff like that. It it doesn't it, it's it's like a perfect mix of meat and cheese and all sorts of other stuff that I do like that I, it doesn't even bother me that, the spicy, that there's lettuce in it. The spicy meat covers up that kind of greeny lettuce taste. I'll accept that. That's that's a Ryan, good that's a good answer, Ryan. I like that answer, that, Ryan. That, that might have been your best who cares explanation ever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it only you. took me when did we start this who cares segment? I think oh, it was like a year ago. A year and a half I think, ago. Yeah. I don't know. I'm finally time. starting to figure it out. Okay. Chris, number two. All right. Number two. James is gonna hate me for it, but I love it. It is the best meal on a summer's day. It is Probably a staple dish that our mother makes that James hates. Oh it is, no! It is pasta <laughs> salad. Pasta salad is delicious. Uh, the way our mother makes pasta salad is she gets little swirly noodles. Y'all know what I'm talking about—the little tight swirls. Uh, then we get ham, cheese. Um, what what else goes in there, James? Tomatoes. Uh, cherry tomatoes, very good. Yeah, you have to cut and them in half. Cut, they must be cut in half, not quarters, not yeah, dice. Blocks of cheese, half. not not shredded yeah. cheese. Little blocks, blocks of, of cheese. cheese. 
uh, blocks and little, of ham. little cubed hams as well, yep. same as like a chef salad. And then the dressing that she does a little bit different. I think most pasta salads have an Italian dressing. I would probably Our like mother <laughs> uses a light balsamic vinaigrette. Again, back to balsamic. I love balsamic. No, balsamic sauce if I, ever see, <laughs> if I ever see balsamic on a restaurant, I order it every single time. Balsamic reduction, amazing. Back to the pasta salad. Back, focus. <laughs> it, it is then chilled in a giant bowl, and then it is eaten throughout the day. If, if she makes a big bowl of pasta salad, I will only eat pasta salad that day. It's amazing. It's lovely. Again, another cool, refreshing thing. But with the addition of the noodles, it becomes more filling that's where the caprese salad fails the caprese salad wonderful appetizer great start to a meal great little snacky snack at 3 p.m when it's hot outside but not very filling but if we go to the pasta salad we get the carbs fully fills us up it's great no i, I don't like salad. pasta salad i, just I, I apologize to <laughs> i know i know neither of y'all like that one but it might be one of now, I'm, not just Amanda, one of my favorite pot, not just one of my favorite salads. Maybe one of my favorite foods. That's disgusting. and it's only number two. Think that's about disgusting. that, guys. I'm a salad guy. You know me. You know me, Mr. Good salad, job, Chris. Mr. Now, salad I, boy. Okay, Amanda. Amanda over here would absolutely love you. She loves pasta salad. As well, well, I'm her favorite. So, all right, James. Favorite right. salad in the entire so, universe. Give it to me. My favorite salad is technically not – it doesn't have a name, okay? There is a salad You did bar. say creative, Chris. Yeah, it, you did say this creative. Quite creative. And, there, and, there, and there is salad in the name of the salad bar, okay? So the place is called Saladas. It is a salad bar that is set up like a subway <laughs> where you get to pick what you want on your salad. You get to pick the leaf. You get to pick whatever whatever vegetables. You can choose tomatoes, carrots, cucumbers. You can choose fruit if you want to. I know Chris doesn't like the fruit, but it's there. And then you and then you can also choose a protein, a meat. You, there's salmon. There's there's uh, shrimp. Oh my goodness, saladas is great. And what I always get there is I get the spinach leaves. Spinach salads are oh, so spinach good. Spinach leaf okay. is good. Spinach salads are so good. And so I get spinach, I get cucumbers, I get the tomato, I sometimes get ham, you know, m- maybe some salmon. The salmon is pretty good on it. And then, and then, yeah, and then I get ranch dressing, and then they toss it for you there, so you don't even together. Toss and, and it doesn't, and you don't get, you don't have to put like a crazy amount of dressing on there either. Yeah, that I will say that's one reason. Nope. So uh, uh, that is one reason a big salad in our family is the wedge salad. Oh, I don't like the wedge salad. You're, you're back, right. James. I'm back. You're good. Okay. Well, I don't think you were ever the, gone. I heard everything, but I'm oh, okay. Well, I disappeared. Because... <laughs> <laughs> My screen disappeared. I don't know what your, happened. Your points on the tossing made me think about it. Everyone in our family loves the wedge salad. Every time we go to Saltgrass, yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, I want a wedge salad." No. No. You just you're you're no. just getting bites yeah. of straight lettuce. It's not yeah. correct. <laughs> I understand the appeal of like cutting it and like how that might be fun and stuff and like uh ha, I got a quarter of a cabbage. Cool, that's fine. You're losing out on flavor, man. You're you're there, there's it's an excuse to not chop it and an excuse to skimp on toppings. So I I love that choice, James. Actually, 
Well, I lost y'all completely during that. But what I meant with just the tossing part two is that you don't you don't drown your salad in dressing either. Then they put the right amount of dressing in there and then they toss it and then it's perfectly all over and it's not too much dressing and it's it's amazing i love that well place. now next time next time we're up there in the dallas area you know we're gonna have to go there now oh yeah where is it i love that place it's uh is it a chain or is it just is it just it's in... a chain okay yeah there's where, a where's couple. the closest one uh there's one in mckinney i think okay saladas in mckinney meet and greet all right ryan favorite salad in the universe hit it um it's not as exciting as number two and mostly just because my number one i actually enjoy eating a lot actually uh before i give my number one though i want to give a a honorable mention to uh the salad from olive garden because i do like the salad from olive garden i I think it's probably just the italian dressing Hmm? house salad is that all it is has olives I don't know. Ew, anyways, anyways, but uh, my number one is just a classic Caesar salad, and you could either just do it with uh, just a regular. No. I, I think I just <laughs> made no way. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you can you can just eat it regular, and what what I like about it is that it doesn't have tomatoes in it because I can't stand tomatoes, right? But you can also put chicken in it, and it makes it even better, right? Did have a little bit of protein in there, right? And I, I don't even know what's in the, the the Caesar salad dressing, but I think that's really why I like it a lot. Now, the only downside about it is that when you have too much of the Caesar dressing and it's just drenched, and maybe that's just salad in general. Agreed. If it's just drenched, then it then it's gross. So yeah. I, I might ruin, ruin Caesar salad for you with this, but the thing that makes the dressing good is most of the good Caesar salad dressings have a little bit of like anchovy that's fine that doesn't bother me and that makes it taste yummy it makes it taste meaty i don't mind i don't don't care i don't mind it tastes good if y'all didn't notice caesar is my number one salad as well this might be the first (laughs) time me and ryan have matched number ones it's great probably will be the only time right the only way i will eat i am very particular about it so you got caesar salads lettuce is cut up into small squares probably about that big around that yeah, you gotta put it where we can see it, Chris. Um, like o- only a few croutons, so I don't like excessive amount of croutons on the Caesar. Just a little bit. James, do you mind croutons? I, I don't mind croutons. No, I like much. croutons. Okay. Yeah. I just want a little bit. I want small croutons. You know the croutons you get in the bag, full squares? I want halves. I want little rectangles. Mm-hmm. Little rectangly croutons. Those are the best. Uh, Parmesan shaved. I want little shaves of Parmesan. I want sprinkly Parmesan. I'm, it's not It's not a taco salad, Okay. <laughs> I want shaved <laughs> there, Parmesan. There, there, he's going back to me and making fun of me there. <laughs> Even though we're agreeing on somehow. something, he's still trying to find a way and to then, make fun of me. And then, fu- and then, the cold bowl is necessary. Oh that no, is not 100% the not the cold bowl <laughs> When I make Caesar salad Agreed. for myself yes. at home, yes, the bowl put the plates in the goes freezer. in the freezer. <laughs> No, not a plate. You do not eat Caesar salad on a plate, James. That's terrible. He puts it in the freezer. Because all the stuff falls to the bottom, easy to stab. Much easier to eat a salad in a bowl. If you're eating a salad on a plate, you're wrong. And you put the bowl in the freezer. Keeps the whole thing cold. Keeps it crisp. Keeps it moist. Yes, moist. Lettuce has moisture. And then finally, to top it all off. Lettuce does have moisture, guys. 
<laughs> Finally, to top it all off, just a little bit of pepper. Pepper on top, a nice little bitey bite. It's great. I love Caesar salad. And now I want Caesar salad. First it was joggy jog, now it's bitey bite. What's next? I said snacky snack Jumpy earlier jump. too. Snacky man. snack too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for checking in on the sarcastic y remarkies. Um I don't know the rest, Ryan. Do you want me to do it or are you gonna about? do it, Chris? Name well, I got the name it? wrong, so I think you can okay. go ahead and do it. All right, guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We really do appreciate y'all uh, spending some time with us in the off season. We know it gets kind of slow here, but uh, we do appreciate your support, and we appreciate you guys coming in and uh, hanging out with us. So um, go and check out StarcasticRemarksShop.com for all of our merch options there. You can follow us all on Twitter uh, at our personal accounts down here on the bottom. There's James and Chris's thing. <laughs> You can follow Chris at Chris Cham 2 b me at rchambers1993, and James at jamesthebomb02 as he runs back into his frame. And uh, also follow the, the podcast anywhere uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, please leave us a five-star review. And, uh, we and watch appreciate- us on YouTube to get funny jokes like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Funny jokes right, on YouTube. Yep. Go and use that promo code THP, and the next time you're there, my name is Ryan, along with James and Chris. This has been Starcastic Marks, Episode 9 of the 2022 offseason. We, we hope you see to see you guys on the next one, catch you on the flip side, and we hope you have a good evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening. Good night, guys.